Welcome along, listeners. You are listening to the R Effect Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this series, which explores key sustainability themes and concepts and highlights how we can make a difference both here on campus and globally. My name's Jake. And I'm George. And we're your hosts today. Here's what you can be expecting today. Welcome along to this new podcast episode on Green Council. Thank you for joining us today. I'm delighted to welcome my wonderful co-host, George Dempster. Couldn't do it without him. Where are you, George? I'm here, Jake. Um, I've got to say what a lovely, lovely intro. It's um, so nice to know that I'm appreciated like that. Of course you are. (laughs) Of course you are. I hope you're well. Yeah, really good. Although weather today is terrible. It's terrible. um, Hopefully we can lighten up with, a, with some good mm, chat today. I hope so. Well, if it's rainy wherever you are listening from today, I hope we can bring some sunshine into your life. But um, yes, besides George and myself bringing sunshine, there's someone else that we know will bring sunshine into your life. Like she brings sunshine into uh, the, the gardens of Penryn and Falmouth growing wonderful veg in her previous life with Penryn Produce. And she was doing a fantastic job as environmental and ethics chair last year for the student union we're delighted to welcome ellen monaghan to the podcast hello thank you for that what a uh, flattering welcome <laughs> <laughs> we try our best we try our best we like to feel make you feel welcome uh, where are you talking to us from today ellen uh, i am talking to you from Falmouth, where i can confirm the sun is shining so oh, you, you were not wrong nice well the sun's coming through the airwaves through the podcast to everyone else. That's brilliant. Um, hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Great stuff. How are you doing? Yes, we're doing very good, thank you. Having having very much fun doing the podcast, aren't we, George? Oh, it's brilliant. Really enjoying it, yeah. A lot of fun. So we know a fair bit about you, Ellen, because um, we go way back. We go way back to, like, November last year. So, But for everyone else <laughs> who's listening, could you give us a little bit of a bit of a background to um, how you've come to be part of the Penryn Campus community, I guess, like your course you've studied... Sure, yeah. Yeah, so I actually just graduated this summer from three years of BA slash BSc Geography. So I came down in 2017, um, just really wanted to be at a uni somewhere somewhere rural with a really great sort of community around sustainable living and local food um, and by the sea, big bonus. And yeah, got, got involved with this sort of sustainability on campus quite quickly and um, got involved with a student-led veg box scheme called Pen and Produce when it started up um, in my first year. And yeah, here, here, we, here we are. Fantastic. So we've touched on a few of your interests there. It sounds really important to, you know, the sustainable sort of local community feel uh, when you were choosing a uni. That's that's great. It was pretty. Um, it was pretty important. I I, I think I applied. Um, all, all five of my uni choices were by the sea. Wow. So that, that was um, yeah, kind of small small towns by the sea. Nice. And you feel you feel satisfied from Penryn. You feel we are a, a buzzing sustainable community here. Well, you know, 
still here, definitely. <laughs> Lingering after uni, so uh, it must be, yeah, it must be the place. Great stuff. And I know we've touched on Penryn Produce in our Society's uh, speed dating podcast, but um, yeah, you had an involvement with them as well? Yeah, um, yeah, so it was for, um, for second and third year students um, in geography and environmental science who sort of uh, started it up um, in the winter of my first year. And they were, I saw like during Christmas holiday that they were starting and looking for volunteers. So I um, sort of joined straight away and then obviously they were second and third years, so they were very busy. So ended up kind of yeah taking on some responsibility quite early on and becoming president like that summer. Yeah. Fantastic. What's what's your favourite vegetable? <sighs> that is a huge question. That is a big question. I think mm, I'll tell you what mine is. My favourite vegetable is sweet corn. Not true. Ooh. Not true. No. <laughs> I saw you in that carrot costume. Was it a carrot? Oh, it was a pea. A pea. pea. Oh, how can I get that wrong? So that's going to be your favourite. Not true. Didn't dress up as a sweet corn, therefore (laughs) it's not your favourite. Exactly. (laughs) What's your favourite, George? Probably broccoli. Broccoli? No. It's such a mighty vegetable. It is a mighty veg. And sorry, Ellen, back to you. The original person we asked the question about. (laughs) No, yeah, no, I think um, broccoli was actually what I was going to say mm. um, as, as, a, as a solid all-rounder. But the, the, the autumn squash also, um, a good curry squash or, or a delicate squash. Wow. I do love roasted squash. Yes, it is good. Great. Reeling in the content, this is great. If you want to hear more about vegetables, tune into our society podcast where I'm sure we'll discuss vegetables more. So first up, Ellen, we want to ask you some really important questions, in our opinion, um, that we wanted to get from you in today's podcast. So George is going to kick us off. So you're only allowed to pick one, Ellen. Land or sea? Land. Land. Why land? Because I don't know how to grow vegetables on the sea. cucumber, maybe? <laughs> it's a great reason, you know. And next up, oat milk or cow's milk? Oat milk. Oat milk. Join the revolution. He'll be very happy to hear that. <laughs> I think he's got a t-shirt for you, actually. I absolutely have a t- Yeah, <laughs> a t-shirt. Join the Oatly crew. Shout out to Oatly. Love Oatly. Hey, and then lastly, orangutans or turtles? Orangutans. Nice. Bit harsh that we've got to ditch the turtles because they're great too. But it's a bit harsh, but they but are. Right. I love turtles. But yeah, no, I, 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 I feel like I share heritage with orangutans. <laughs> <laughs> Three great choices there. Great stuff. Um, but today we're more interested in your role as environmental and ethics chair. So that was for a year long, wasn't it? Last year with the SU. Yeah, yeah, I was elected um, sort of towards the end of my second year. So then I, yeah, I took up the role during that summer and um, kept it up until uh, a couple of months ago. Great. So could you give us an outline of what that role entailed for you? Sure, yeah, yeah. So Environment and Ethics Chair um, sits on the student council on which there's like, I'm going to get the number wrong now, but about 18 student officer roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sort of feeds into that platform representing the student voice on sustainability and ethical environmental issues. A couple of years ago, um, the Green Council was set up so that um, basically to give more students the chance to 
to have that opportunity to sort of represent the student voice in different areas of sustainability of their interest. So as Environment and Ethics Chair, I chaired the Green Council for a year. Fantastic. So that was a, a few years ago, you say, Green Council was set up? Yeah, we had it in my second year was the first year, nice. and it was called Green Committee that year. Um, so I was the food officer on it for that year and then ran for Environment and Ethics Chair the following year. Mm. And it's, it's probably worth mentioning that Green Council still runs strong today and is uh, arguably uh, the best way, isn't it, to get more heavily involved with the sustainable sort of decisions and goings on at the university campuses. Yeah, I would say so. It's definitely the best way um, to be in the know about sort of decisions that are being made about the climate emergency and sustainability um, on both campuses and a really nice opportunity to be able to work with the operational teams and sustainability coordinators like yourselves. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a good um, good team to be part of, I would say for sure. That's great. I remember um, me and George, didn't we? We went, uh, we went to the first Green Council meeting, I, I want to say like December time. Do you remember George? Yeah, I do. I do. It was a little while ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, it was such great. It was such a great atmosphere, though, to see like those, you know, extra interested students. And even though we were like a month into our roles and we didn't really have all the answers that they wanted, it was just a really nice <laughs> conversation that we had. And I remember the the meetings since then have been really thoughtful and really really campaign driven. And they've kind of worked with us closely to identify those areas that we can make most change through sort of campaigns and things and areas which they might have to hold off a little more for like uh, financial decisions, things like that. So it's a really dynamic environment. Um, so they meet um, quite spontaneously, don't they? It's probably worth saying, Ellen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We um, Formally, we had about a meeting every two weeks, but obviously, you know, with students from both universities and various other commitments, like, yeah, it didn't always happen. But we were quite well connected um, on, we had a Facebook chat. I mean, um, obviously, each, each year, I suppose it'll work a bit differently. But um, yeah, it was a nice social circle as well. Oh, great. And what was, what was cool, so we had... Um, we had a dozen on, on Green Council together. Um, so we had sort of subcommittees under each area. Oh, right. So it split into five areas, which we shaped to the um, FX Plus like sustainability working groups. So we had a biodiversity officer, a food officer, a waste officer, um, travel officer, and energy and water. And then a subcommittee under each. So there's sort of there'd be two or three on each on each area team, say. And they could meet separately as well to work on sort of those specific campaigns. Absolutely. And uh, we've definitely met with certain focus groups, if you like, under Green Council in the past as well, concerning sort of catering, haven't we, mainly, George? Yes. Yeah, no, it was um, yeah, great to meet up with the students. Everyone's so um, motivated and engaged. It's um, mm. yeah, really great opportunity for us to um, see what the students are doing and also work with them on, on different campaigns and topics. Absolutely. So are there any standout, uh, I guess, work that happened over your time as environmental and ethics chair ellen that you see how green council really fitted into that bigger picture approach on campus yeah i would say sustainability week in the autumn term was definitely mm. a big standout um that was yeah i suppose our, our biggest achievement of the year and it was quite early on so it's good because everyone had a lot of a lot of energy to fire into it i suppose mm. um i think that was your first week on campus right? <laughs> it was our first week on campus <laughs> What a welcome. Yeah. What a welcome. <laughs> Pretty cool introduction. Yeah, so Sustainability Week, um, for those listening, uh, was a mega week of sustainability-focused um, events and talks, um, all kinds of stuff from like tree planting um, with the grounds team on campus 
and we had a talk from um, the sort of heads in the, the sort of heads from each uni and from FX Plus who've been sort of um, working on the climate emergency response. And they kind of did an open talk with updates on what they were doing. And University of Exeter was about to publish its climate emergency report. Um, but yeah, from Green Council angle, um, we sort of we planned the whole campaign um, and sort of mapped out um, mapped out the events for each day. Got in contact with lots of local businesses um, to ho to ho host a sort of sustainability fair in a marquee outside. So yeah, all of the ideas um, that shaped that week came um, from the students upwards, really. Pretty proud. It was a great achievement, and it's probably worth noting that it did win the collaboration award at the National Societies and Volunteering Awards this year, didn't it? It did. Yeah, that was um, that was a very cool uh, lockdown surprise. Yeah, and there's a very official photo of like the strategic. Um, members plus you and uh, Sarah Redman, uh, the then head of student experience, around a massive board table in like black and white with everyone else. <laughs> really official. Yeah, it was a great week. I remember getting involved heavily, but I remember poor George was stuck in the office for most of that week, weren't you, George? You're doing mandatory training galore. Yes, <laughs> many, many hours spent doing mandatory training. And so I did miss a lot of the events, but fingers crossed, the new. Green Council, mm. when they do get elected, can put on another great sustainability week. Want to roll back on campus at some point? I'm sure they can. And um, you know, on that note, I think the uh, the latest sort of feelings on that is that there'll be a sustainability week in the second term of um of the year. I think uh, it'll be too too soon. Obviously, it's current current circumstances and also preparation needs to do it this term uh, but yeah certainly there's more um workforce in place now under sustainability at the uni so hopefully we can work together to produce something really great really nice to see the bigger picture coming in there so i guess why should someone uh, sign up to green council in your opinion if anyone's listening thinking oh i kind of want to get involved but you know i'm kind of interested but i don't know if it does it for me how would you sell it to them why shouldn't you? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Why shouldn't you care about your planet? <laughs> exactly. Care about your campus. So, um, with with any with any um, climate kind of advocacy work, it's so rewarding beyond um, just the positive environmental changes you can get. It's such a lovely community to be involved in, and I think that's that's really felt on our campuses here. Um, so for the social, if nothing else, but no, I think. I mean, obviously, you can get heaps of employable skills from it as well, and it's it's a really good opportunity that you can you can be involved with, you know, flexibly because the students' union um, are, are are supporting you, and they understand that student kind of availability fluctuates throughout the year. Um, obviously, it's all voluntary, so um, you can just give give what what time you have and work on the things you're most passionate about. Um, and over the year, you know, hopefully, see some some really positive changes um, coming out that will be on campus for a long time. Yeah, that's that's really good to hear. I think, from my opinion, when I went to university and thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to make friends? I want to find people who are interested in what I was interested in. So I don't know about you, George, but I'd probably dart straight to something like this because I'd be like, oh yeah, everyone there is interested in similar things to me. I can make new friends. Yeah, definitely. No, I think it's a great place to meet like-minded people and uh, share your passion in this. So if you're listening and it, it sounds appealing, I really would encourage you to um, keep your ears pricked up for news about Green Council, I'm sure it will come very soon uh, in this new academic year. Any more highlights, I guess, Ellen, from your time there that really stand out? Hmm. I, I think the biggest highlight for me personally was um, that I got to um, got to be involved with the, the the University of Exeter's climate emergency working group. Great. So that that was 
an incredibly active time, I suppose, after so after both universities had declared a climate emergency, um, they were kind of working on their action plans in the sort of following few months. And they were my first few months as environment and ethics chair. So that was, you know, very, very, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, um, yeah, just exciting. That sounds really lame. Great. But <laughs> that's good. To, to just be in those conversations, shaping really what the university's um, action plan was going to be for the years. Yeah. There, there, are, there are lots of very exciting opportunities that an undergraduate might not expect to be able to get involved with. I suppose that's where I was going with that. Great. You've sold it to me. <laughs> join Green Council. Yeah, I'm going to join Green Council. George, you join Green Council? Well, ditch the day job and we'll go and join Green Council. <laughs> well, I like well, just carry on podding and join Green Council. <laughs> that's what <laughs> <all> we'll do. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Alan. It's been really lovely to talk to you about um, environmental ethics chair the position and green council as well thank you so much for all the insight you've given us today thanks for having me having me on it's been really nice to talk about it again <laughs> thanks alice i'll speak to you very soon yeah definitely see you later yeah, bye-bye. Bye. So Amelia Banton's here from the Student Union, President Student Experience. Hello, Amelia. Hello. We just thought we'd bring you on today to give us a little bit of a promo about Green Council that we've already talked to Ellen about. So we were wondering if you could just give us an overview. Why should you join Green Council? Why should people come and join? Um, I think students should run for Green Council because it's very easy to have good ideas of how you can influence students and create more sustainable initiatives. But if you have a role within the Green Council, it gives you a mandate. And it means that the universities and FX Plus recognise you as the students who are representing students on sustainability. Um, so, yeah, that's, I would guess, the key reason, sort of legitimacy. Um, but also, it's great for your CV. If you're really passionate about green issues and it's something that you want to pursue in a career, this is a really good way to demonstrate to future employers that it's something you've embedded in your degree. So, yeah. Fantastic. Why wouldn't you join, really? That's, that's a better question. I like it. Um, so those, those students that do want to uh, join and get involved, when will it get going again? So that is a jolly good question. Um, <laughs> I have been looking at it this week, actually. It's going to be advertised on the union website uh, over Freshers. Okay. And great. so to lo- nominate themselves, students just need to log into the Students' Union website and it'll be very clear to see uh, where the... It'll be alongside our various elections that are happening. Yeah, and then I think there's two weeks of nominations in the middle of September and then voting in the last week and then the results will be announced at the end of that week. Um, so then it'll all be in place for for October, um, which is when the council will start working. Brilliant. Fantastic. So keeping an eye out on all that, like you say, it'll be advertised via the Student Union website. Any other tips on, you know, how they need to get involved with Green Council or is that basically the key thing? Yeah, I think the key thing is is just to, to nominate yourself. Certainly, I've got a work Facebook account, which all students should be friends with for updates. <laughs> um, so if they're not, they should add. And I will definitely be promoting it there alongside other opportunities within the Students' Union. Awesome. Yeah, so just get, I'd say also the key thing is, like, don't be afraid to get involved with the Students' Union at the very start of your degree. Like, you can be a first year and join. You don't have to have any experience of doing anything with the STU. Just throw yourself in. It'll be fun, promise.
Great. Nice. Well, there's the promise. There it is. So, um, like you say, follow you on Facebook. What are you under on Facebook? Uh, it's just Amelia S.U. Banton. Awesome. And then it says President Student Experience. Yeah, so all four of us subs have work accounts. And they're just like for students to contact us because it's just easy, isn't it, to send us a Facebook message. And we respond to them within our working hours, which is every weekday. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, keep an eye on the Student Union website for more updates about Green Council coming at the end of September. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Amelia, for dropping by and telling us about that. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye. This has been the R-Effect podcast with me, Jake. And me, George. We hope you've enjoyed this episode all about Green Council. Big thank you to our guests today and, of course, all of you for listening. If this hasn't satisfied your sustainability cravings enough, then do check out the other episodes in our series, which explore many other themes and topics. You can stream this episode and all the others in the series on demand anytime, anywhere on Spotify and a host of other platforms, all accessible via Anchor site. Head to anchor.fm forward slash r dash effect dash pod for links and all the information. Finally, if you would like to contact myself and George on the R-Effect podcast about the show, about content, about anything you want, pop us an email. Sustainability at fxplus.ac.uk is what you need to send it to.